0: Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. So, wow, we got a, a few people. Okay, we see some people hopping on.
1: Um, I was going to say, not too many people feeling like they need the emotional regulation on this Monday, but um, I'm so excited to revisit this topic. I think this is something, it's one of those, you know, I've been doing this for so long. There are so many Zooms that we've done. Um, the classroom is just massive at this point. So I feel like as I'm trying to uh, go back and revisit things to you know build out, as I've been talking about, the new coursework and the textbook and all that, um, there are a few that I come back to that I'm like, hmm, I haven't talked about that in a while. I think that a Zoom is in order. So whether you guys have been around with me long enough to have learned this the first go, or whether you're coming into this now fresh as a daisy and you're going to learn a really awesome tool that might make you feel a little weird, but it's kind of cool the way it works. So. I don't even have notes prepared for today on purpose. I wanted to show you guys and kind of talk you all through it um, as I'm doing it. So I want you guys to try and interact in the chat as much as you possibly can to kind of tell me what you're feeling, how this is working for you, because then I'll be able to hone in on some of the more, I don't know, nuanced parts of why this works. So stop, drop and roll. Um, I always use the analogy when it comes to uh processing emotions and just dealing with overwhelming emotions in the moment. I use the analogy of puking, <laughs> so I absolutely hate puking. Like I don't know anyone who particularly loves puking, but I would say mine borders on like emetophobia, where it's just like like if I hear somebody else throwing up or see them or anything like that, like it's like a pure panic. I absolutely cannot stand it. The idea, like even just getting nauseous, um, I will clear my schedule. I will be like, I can't, I gotta go sit in a dark room. Don't talk to me. I got to make sure I don't puke. Um and then ultimately if I have to puke, I gotta puke, right? Like all of us, it's a biological thing. So when that actually does happen every single time, unless it's like a horrible stomach bug or food poisoning, but you feel better, right? Few minutes of hell and then it's all done. And you're just like all day, I was just so like, just worried about puking, you know? So I know that's a really weird um, analogy to use with this, but we do that with emotions. We do that with handling emotions, especially if we're at work or we're doing other things or we're in front of people that we don't necessarily want to be as um, vulnerable with, you know, where we think it's just not convenient. This is not the right time, not appropriate, whatever. And we stuff it down. We'll deal with it later. I don't want to bother with it. We tell ourselves some positive bullshit that we don't even believe in the
0: moment. Um, Who relates? Does this sound familiar to anybody? as you're hearing it play out? Tell me in the chat. We got a hand raised in the chat. Yeah, we're just, you know, and it's not intentionally stuffing it down. It's
1: it's just kind of like, we're like, okay, you know, yeah. I, I mean, what can you do? Everything's gonna be okay. I just gotta stay focused right now, you know? and And our intentions are to power through, to push through. And we do maybe in that moment, but here's the thing just because I'm not puking doesn't mean that I am effective, uh, focused, on point. It just means I spent my whole day avoiding it. So I'm half-assing my whole day because I'm really thinking about not puking in the back of my brain. And that's what happens with emotions. Just because you're not sitting there sobbing about it in the moment doesn't mean it's not subconsciously still filed away in your brain because we're all you know, all, most of us have that emergency response kind of mechanism clicked on in their brain. So if you tell your mind consciously, I'm going to focus on work, everything's going to be fine or whatever, your conscious brain might not have it at the forefront, but your subconscious brain is making sure to hold on to that for later. So you don't forget. And that having to maintain both is what's the exhaust, that's the exhausting burnout part of it when really what we think is the more efficient thing to do, like not deal with that emotion sets us back. And it's essentially like spending all day trying not to puke.
0: In the chat here, you once made me
1: scream into a pillow because I kept putting off feeling my emotions. Yes, absolutely. It needs a release. It needs, and and we all think it's gonna take hours. We're all, you know, the, the worry there is, What if I can't get back from that place? What if it's so bad that that consumes my whole day? Well, (laughs) I would venture to say it would consume your whole day either way. But instead, you have a much higher chance of being able to maintain the shitty situation as it is while still being able to be present. That duality, once you work through it in the way I'm going to teach you today, it, the goal is not to just make you not care about that thing anymore or make that thing go away. I mean, life has tons of things that can truly be stressful. Like it would be psychotic if it wasn't stressful, you know? Um, and when that happens, it's, it's not about pretending
0: nothing's going on. It's about processing and dealing with what you can because you're still always better off present. Even
1: though it's not what we've always been raised with or our default safety net. So stop, drop, and roll. It's a tool, right? So you want to think of it as, and it uses a little bit of somatic. So I don't know if you guys, any of you know about that, but I somatic can be a little of a problematic field of study, a little controversial, but I don't know everything about it. And what I do know is it, it's helped me. So I'm going to show you at least the part that I know. Okay. So stop, drop, and roll. First thing you do when you start feeling any, It could be anything. I want you guys to try this with me and tell me what you're noticing in the chat. It could be anything. But when you start to feel that overwhelm, right, or just any kind of negative feeling, we're not used to taking a moment to stop and really think about what we're experiencing and what we're feeling again, because we feel like we're not going to come back from it. But you want to first stop or stop, drop and roll, stop what you're doing. Um, you don't have to like stop what you're doing, go home, right? Like if you're like, I have a deadline. Again, remember, we're not doing this for three hours. We're doing this for five minutes. You can carry on with your day and not be nauseous all the damn day, okay? So stop what you're doing. Try to kind of like put your phone down, whatever. (sighs) Relax, open up your chest. You could do embracing. It's another video. If you want, you know, kind of stretch out. And then you want to just kind of really drop second part there. So stop what you're doing, drop into what it is you're feeling. The emotions, you don't want to like, don't make the simple, you know, the common, not simple, the common mistake of thinking of the reasons you feel what you do. We so often do that. If I ask someone, what do you feel about that? They'll tell me the situation again. They'll explain what was said. And I could assume my own emotions about that, but I want to know how that made You feel because it will be different than how it made me or someone else feel. Right. So, when I say drop into your feelings, you want to think of it in simple, simple terms sad, angry, scared, nervous, you know, like whatever it is, but just don't think of explanations. Just stay on the feeling. That's a lot harder than it seems if it sounds easy as I'm saying it. Um, So, if it is hard for you, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing it wrong. That's kind of the point is to make us stop and drop into what we're actually feeling, not getting carried into the situation and not giving or not honoring what that emotion actually feels like. Who the hell did this shit for us as kids? Let's be honest. You know, this is a new age thing. So stop, drop into what you're feeling, um, the emotion side. And the second thing to remember is the physical side. Some people don't believe in this and that's totally fine. I believe in psychosomatic is still a thing. So I have noticed that there is a feeling associated with the trauma that you're carrying or the emotion that you're feeling. But some people don't believe there's a physical connection. And I totally respect that. Those of you in the camp of believing in that, what you want to do is try to feel whatever you can feel, wherever you can feel it on your body in that moment. So when you're dropping into what you're feeling, I close my eyes just because it makes it easier to focus. And I'm like, okay, so I'm feeling, Um, yeah, I'll use a real example. I have like 75,000 things I got going on right now, right? So I'm feeling like I'm late for self. Like I feel behind, I feel eager, anxious, whatever, okay? So that's what I'm feeling. Now, if I feel think about the physical feeling of it. It feels almost like I have some tightness right here. So if you guys at home, if you want to try this, right, think of something and then text me after this. Like, I'm not going to leave anybody raw. So like, I don't want to poke the bear. If you, if this gets you feeling some type of way and you don't feel better by the time this zoom is over, text me because I will walk you through it. I'll have my phone on the ready. Okay. But think of something that typically gets your gears turning. Like it's either just emotionally stirring, um, what a, a situation that happened, like something that you know typically invokes overwhelm or stress. Okay, so you're thinking about it. Take a deep breath, stretch out. We're stopping what, are do, what we're doing. Drop into what you feel when you think about this situation and tell me in the chat what you're feeling. Um, you don't even have to say the emotional part, but tell me where you're feeling it physically could share the emotional too, if you'd like, but I really want to see what you guys are noticing in terms of where you're feeling it on your body. Cause that's the one we never really pay attention to. And it's very subtle. You're not going to feel it like, like, you know,
0: so think about something that usually gets your gears going. And then tell me, once you try to drop into
1: what it is you're feeling on your body, when you think of this thing and nothing's silly, nothing's dumb, no wrong answer here. Anxiety always hits my stomach. I feel stagnated and have a lot of tension in my pelvis, tightness in chest. Okay, so nope, just did this during EMDR earlier today. Yes, yeah, I still have tightness in my throat and fluttering in my rib cage. Okay, let's see if we can get, release some of this. Right now it's in my cheekbones, which is wild, right? It could be, it could be anything. Like I've had moments where I feel it. like, I feel like my hair is bothering me. Like, I don't even know if that makes sense, if you guys have experienced that before, but I could, like, feel, I mean, I do have OCD and other stuff, but um, it could be really anything that you feel, right? Like, that is specifically invoked when you're feeling this flooding of emotions. So, okay, what you're going to do, you're going to put your hand right wherever you feel whatever on your bod, Okay. And you're going to start rhythmically tapping and you don't have like another point, like a subtle point, nuanced point to this exercise is the way that you're tapping. I always get asked, how fast should I go? And I think a lot of this has to do with whatever. it's almost like a form of stimming. Honestly, I think um, where it's like whatever tempo you feel, whatever feels natural that you don't have to stop and think about, you know, just keep tapping wherever it is you feel that. Okay. I promise we're not going to stay doing this. There's one more step. So that's stop and then drop. Okay. So now the role part of it is we're going to use a phrase that the goal of this phrase is to tell your subconscious mind with your conscious mind, you're telling your subconscious mind, yes, we're going to feel these things, but we can still do whatever else we got to do while feeling those things. And that's it. You're not turning this into a positive. You're not talking about the solution. You're not talking about telling yourself not to feel any type of way. That's really the goal. Because if you've ever tried to calm yourself down, quote unquote, when you're feeling a lot, it, it's almost like you get pissed off, right? Like, and that is your subconscious brain yelling at you, no, 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 don't dismiss me. There's some danger here. And your conscious brain's like, logically, that doesn't make sense. But subconscious is like, no, no, shut up. Don't be dumb right? So this isn't meant to give your subconscious brain some bullshit. It's not going to believe and tell it, think of all the rainbows and sunshine and everything will be all right. You do know when you're not in that crisis mode that everything pretty much works out. All right. But in the moment, telling yourself that while you're feeling the opposite is like dismissing and gaslighting yourself, this phrase is not intended to do that. This is to really just call it as it is. You're going to state the obvious, right? How we do this is you take the thing you're feeling. You put in the first part of the statement, even though I feel blank, whatever that emotion is that you picked, right? So even though I feel behind, I can still, and you're going to insert something small and grounding about what you're doing. You can say, I can still sit in this chair. I can still breathe. I can still close my eyes for a second. I can still look at these planters behind the computer. There's like all my planters, you know, like it's not meant to be. I can still get through my day with ease. I can still have my best self, you know, like whatever the hell it is, you know, it's, oh my God, I'm so tired of everything being therapy talk these days, honestly, (laughs) you know, like just be real with yourself. Be real with your brain in that moment and just be like, Yeah, even
0: though I feel anxious, I can still sit here and look at the computer. All right. So, we're going to put it all
1: together because you're going to do that as you're tapping. So, with you guys at home, as you're doing this, think of the thing that gets your gears going, right? And then you're going to drop into something you're feeling, like an emotion that's associated with what you're feeling. And then you're going to string it together
0: in a phrase like this, okay? So you're tapping, even though I feel nervous, I can still breathe and then breathe. Okay. So try that you guys at home, pick the emotion you're
1: feeling. And if you can share with me your phrase that you're picking, because I want to see if there's anything. It's harder than you think to not try and make it some positive shit. (laughs) So
0: tell me in the chat, Try it for yourself and tell me in the chat what you're going to pick. Um, Molly, so you said I can still be productive today or is it? Oh, no, that's something
1: you so you don't. You don't want to make it a positive. You don't You don't want it to be a hallmark moment. You're just being real with your subconscious brain to be like, even though I feel anxious, I can still just sit here. Like, even though I feel anxious, I can breathe. I could take a minute. I could, you know, whatever it is you're doing, I can look at my socks. You know, like it's, it's not meant to be like a, a, an action provoker. It's more to call a truce with the part of your brain that's like, wah, and be like, no, no. Yeah, it's okay to feel that way, but you can feel that way and you can just like be here and be fine. Um, and then it's kind of crazy how much faster it dissipates, it's like puking, right? So tell me in the chat, What are you guys noticing and what phrase are you using? Even though I feel angry, I can still sit outside. Yeah. That's awesome. I hope it is warm where you are because if it was warm here, I would for sure be outside. Um, What did you notice, Emily, as you were doing that? As you were doing that phrase, as you were trying to think it through in this way, did you notice anything start to shift from where you were tapping?
0: did it feel more okay to just feel that way without it feeling urgent? 80 degrees, oh my God, I'm so jealous, I'm so jealous. And I'll still be jealous in the summer when it's like,
1: you know, the pits of hell. <laughs> it's like 110, I love it, I love the heat. Um, so even though I feel overwhelmed, I can still drink my tea, perfect. Cassidy, what did you notice as you were doing it?
0: Did you notice it dissipating or feel less urgent, even if it still exists? Emily's saying you feel calmer and yes. Yeah, because that's really the goal. The goal is not to just
1: like, poof, that feeling goes away because it does not You know, um, it's kind of a way to say like, all right, let's buckle in. We could handle it. You know, um, which is really the thing we're like running away from by avoiding our emotions all day in case we can't handle it, you know, but it leads us to being at a place where it just overflows outside of our control anyway. It's making me take a moment to myself. Yeah, hell yeah, do it and do it a few times and with a few different emotions, right? Because overwhelm can be a big blanket of a bunch of emotions. I would stop and try to break that down Because overwhelm to you may look like something totally different than to someone else. But if you're thinking like, what am I feeling inside of this overwhelm emotionally about myself or the situation, you know, um, the, the practice is really in breaking it down and having, like you said, take a moment to yourself to sort through it. It's processing the emotions without taking forever to do it. Cause that's why we're shoving it down in the first place. It's inconvenient. Even though I feel frustrated, I can still sit in this couch. Yeah. Alexis, what'd you notice when you did it? And keep doing it, you know, like keep trying the different variations,
0: different emotions. Maybe try it after. You know, have my voice braying in the background. (laughs) But even though
1: I feel like I'm failing and scared, I can still sit here and drink my tea. So I would I would encourage you break those two things down. Right. So I would, de- I would dedicate it all to scared the first go, right? Like, even though I feel scared, I can still sit here and drink tea and breathe throughout it. go slow. Like really the resistance will be not that you're doing this, but it's just, I'm thinking of shit to say, as I am telling you, but, um, the resistance that we're natu- will naturally be that because everything is so much more complex than this simple statement, that it won't connect easily. But the goal is to kind of dive as deep as we can into that emotion until we get to a place where when we tell ourselves we can sit here and have that emotion be fine, it actually feels something. It might not be initially, especially if it's a very complex and layered thing. Um, but it's something to kind of just help you walk through that process without just feeling like it's a whole world of hurt, you know? So it's always kind of easier to follow a framework. I feel like just process your stuff and sit with your emotions sounds terrifying, you know? So it's kind of a way to do that. It's like doing that but with like a flashlight, you know, if you're if you're in the dark. So
0: I feel a little more at peace with the world. Yes, Alexis. capacity, emotionally, my overwhelm is manifesting as anger.
1: So even though I am angry, I can still drink my tea. Did that do a little something extra for you? Like the more specific you got on it, I would even encourage you to think about a moment where your anger presented and you feel like it affects you the most, whatever stands out to you as like the worst part of that anger showing up. I would lean into that I would try to really hone in on what you, where you feel it on your physical body, what you're feeling, really think about it and then tap it. You can almost imagine, I don't know if this is a touch of the tism, but if anybody here can do this too. I do things where like my visualizing and like meditating, a lot of it is um, in imagery form for me. So for me, when I'm tapping, I'm thinking of like, Visually, in my mind's eye, I imagine like a block, like a concrete block, like a freaking brick under where it is that I'm tapping. And my imagery is as I'm tapping it, I feel like I'm breaking it up, like I'm dissipating it. And it helps me, again, center my thoughts. So whether you believe in the woo-woo aspect of it, or if you want to think of it more as you're guiding your thoughts to that spot and you're grounding yourself, you're getting present again whichever direction you want to take in believing that I, I find it helpful to think of that picture of it breaking up, especially with the anger one. And if it makes you cry and it makes you feel worse, lean into that, do it, keep doing it again. You know, the scariest part about puking is not wanting to puke, you know? And like I said, my phone is on and ready for anybody who needs to kind of dive into this further. Um, Definitely let me know if that helps with once you get kind of hone in on the anger part of it, if you felt anything different doing it. Even though I feel like a fraud, I can still watch Real Housewives. Love Real Housewives. I would also dive in farther on feeling like a fraud. What does that feel? What does feeling like a fraud cause in you emotionally? Like when I feel like a fraud, I feel blank, bad. Self conscious, exposed, you know, really try to figure out like what about the thing makes you feel the thing. It's weird. The more I tap, the emotion kind of, bre- I don't know why I read that with such inflection there, but it's weird. The more I, t- I tap, the emotion kind of breaks up into the, li- the more I tap, the emotion kind of breaks up into little parts. Yeah. Running throughout, and my body feels like vibrating. It's really cool. It's really cool. When I tap on the specific parts that I feel the emotion, yeah, keep going. You know, like this could be a a five second thing when it's not that something that's like overwhelming, but not that big a deal. It could be a five minute thing. If you're trying to journal out how you're feeling or do something to kind of release it and it's been bottling up all day, it could really be a tool to kind of guide yourself through to satisfaction. Even though I feel unworthy, I can still watch Real Housewives. Yep, and then breathe and tap, breathe and tap. Did you feel anything
0: different when you did it that way, the more specific you guys are getting? I'm just reading through here. Do you guys feel like these issues become are becoming less urgent the more you're doing it?
1: They don't go away. They just don't feel like first place. That's really the goal because then you know you still might have to work on that stuff, but if you can stop that flood in the moment, it allows you to take a step back, either get back to work, or what you're doing, um, be present during making a memory. You know, if it's like an environment, you wanna like stay in the, that moment, um, whatever it is, like taking a break for yourself to just not feel guilty, right? That's something that I think a lot of us don't realize is really a big one. Um, I think whenever you're forcing yourself to look at it from this angle, it's not gonna come from a self-hate kind of place, right? Because if we're approaching our feelings not as something bad that you should hide under the table because this is a bad time for them to be happening, but instead you were to say, I am someone strong enough to take a sec, to dive in deep there, see what's going on, tell my brain to chill out first, you know, simmer down, I got this, and get back to what you were doing. That's how you, you know, we all want consistency, that's how you get it. It's not consistently avoiding the bad thoughts, the bad things, the overwhelm. That's going to happen. That's subjective, honestly. Everyone in whatever life they're living feels that way in their own lane at some point. It's really the consistency you can strive for is how you consistently process and honor your own emotions and feelings so that you can consistently get through them in a way where you're efficient. That's the only consistency we could hope for. The situations that are making us feel this way, I bet nine times out of 10 are out of all of our control, right? Like the stuff that's got you guys angry, frustrated, unworthy, whatever, right? Did you guys just decide to do that? You made a mistake and a silly little mistake. And now these are the consequences of your actions. Or was it that it was trauma? Was it that it was completely had nothing to do with your your actions? You know, there are so many things that lead to us feeling the way we do. We have less control on the outward. We got a lot of control on the inward. So using something like this, it might feel silly at first, but I guarantee you next time you are in a situation where you feel like you have to avoid feeling to get through something or that you have to, you know, it's not good to feel that way. You will lose absolutely nothing by taking a minute, even if it's an annoying one, trying this out and
0: seeing if it doesn't at least take the edge off why not? Right? So I'm trying to keep these shorter to right at about a half hour
1: um, because I have ADHD and <laughs> listening to a recording longer than a half hour drives me nuts. So um, as I said, like I have, you know, we can do Q and A now and everything. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to keep the lessons shortened. So I want to know before we jump today, um, biggest takeaways, if not questions or anything like that, what did you guys, what was your biggest takeaway hearing about this tool, seeing it played out,
0: described, what was your biggest takeaway today? Share with me in the comments there or the chat. <coughs> Hold on. Nothing like choking on your own spit in the middle of a Zoom. Anyway. Let's see here. I don't have to spiral into my feelings. I can stop, drop, and roll. Yep. And look,
1: sometimes you will still spiral into your feelings, right? We're human beings and we're very nuanced, you know? So sometimes you will still. You'll try your damnedest. You'll do the phrases. You'll try it, you know, over and over again and whatever, you know, but... Um, I would bet dollar to donuts, not every single time you tried it, would it be not for nothing? You know, um, I, I think that if anything, we get used to not being as afraid of those emotions. So even if this itself doesn't become some groundbreaking thing that immediately helps the practice of thinking in this way to do this is what leads to that strength, um, emotional strength in the future is just because we've never really thought of working through our problems this way before. So introducing the concept of honoring our feelings and taking that time, um, I think really does change your outlook on yourself in many ways, you know, so I'm interested to see how this plays out. And the next time I'm in my feelings, yes, please text me, tell me how it happened. You know, even if you're like, like, bitches didn't do anything. I still want to hear, cause that'll be a good convo, but, um, tell me how it goes. And I don't know if you guys have seen, I've been mentioning, uh, I did it in my Facebook post today. I think I've talked about it, my stories, um, but we're kind of restructuring things where not for you guys, everybody that's been here, like your stuff all stays the same, but for the future, um, I've been on a mission to try and be as accessible as possible. Um, I love my one-on-one coaching. I love working with the coaches with you guys to see, you know, to be on top of, how things are going with you and everything. I love being a team. Um, But I know that one-on-one coaching is not accessible for everybody. And uh, I want to try and help that. So I'm working on a few different things. And one of those things will be small group coaching rather than one-on-one. And it'll definitely be more vulnerable. You know, I, I treated this Zoom like the Zooms I would have wanted back in the day. Like cameras off is okay muted. Great. You know, it's more of like a lesson I'm giving you guys than a coaching. So I thought if, you know, to, to be able to accommodate more people as we're growing, if we were to have certain sessions throughout the week for certain pods of people, let's say, and have maybe five, six people per pod and on it, it's literally group coaching. Like we coach all on that zoom together. Um, it's one of the things I'm really excited for. So I don't. I will announce to you guys whenever our first one is. You guys can also tune in for it. Um, I just ask if you get one-on-one time to uh, wait for the Q&A portion before jumping in so that the people who only get pod time can get theirs. But I feel like it'll be good for everyone to also be able to witness because sometimes you might see someone else going through something that you didn't even realize was something, you know, we live with these invisible illnesses. Um, I think we take a lot for granted and it's always helpful to see someone that you can relate to, you know, that isn't just me or a coach all the time. Um, so I'll let you know when those are, you guys can feel free to tune in. Um, of course, keep you posted with all of our updates and everything we're doing. And I hope that this was really helpful. You know, I, this is a tool I use all the time. This embracing, You know, um, if you need anything at all, shoot me a text. And if you need the names of these Zooms and these tools, I can definitely send you a list. So let me know.
0: All right, enjoy your week. You're awesome. Bye.